0: Welcome to today's CalGero Bobblecast. It's myself, Dave witchley uh, I'm joined by Mitch and Bobble's OG, Mikey. Uh, welcome back, mate. Yay. Cheers, man. Good to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no speaking for anyone that's been with us right the way through the start. It seems like a million years ago now, coming up to three years, Mikey used to, to host a lot of the shows, do a lot of the previews. Um, so it's good to have Mikey back on again. Um, and he's wearing his Bob hat, especially for the occasion, just because I know you'll be able to see him. Um, So, yeah. he's a bobbled uh,
1: style. In the last time I was on, which um, was after the derby, uh, when we drew two each at Goodison, and we were unbeaten in nine games. So, it's probably a slightly <laughs> different podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a thing. Thing since then.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, basically, I mean... Obviously, we always come into the the, uh, the old brookie music there and the soap drama continues uh, quite an eventful space with a view from Mullins uh, last night. Uh, I've got to say, they're doing some really good work there. Uh, getting a lot of traction and good on them. You know, there's the 27 campaign that's going on. Uh, I know noticed a chap called Francis Herbert who's doing his campaign looking at um, communication. So there's a lot of people, a lot of blues concerns at the moment, a lot of blues trying to voice their opinions. We'll get into that very shortly before we actually go into some of the uh, big ticket issues. We'll just have a look at the whole game really. Um, obviously we're through. Um, so that's the, the good part of the conversation. That's probably the good part of the conversation over. Um, and uh well, I, I'll start um with yourself, Mitch, on this. Um, I'll leave Mikey chomping at the bit for two seconds because I know it's an issue that you're really annoyed at, um, which was the, the lineup um for you know. It was another back five, back
2: three. Um, so I'll, I'll start with you. Were um, you surprised at the formation? I know you were really annoyed last week, weren't you, you're about the fire? Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of that formation anyway, um, especially to a team who's 19th in the, the Championship and struggling. Um, yeah, it was... a wasn't a surprise because he's gone with that before, hasn't he? You know, he went with it the game before against um, Brighton and stuff. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't like to see that that formation, really. I, I, I understand in certain games, you know, Chelsea away at work, you know. And um, I'd like to see a bit more attacking. But like you say, we got through. It was the main thing, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it, it did adjust at some stage and got back into it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, is a huge issue, Mikey, at the moment, isn't it? Some games have got far, other games haven't got far. Uh, obviously, we found ourselves in a position where we we did we played a game that, that didn't have fire being in a, a championship grant. It cost us two penalties. Is it, do you think it's a, a big issue that needs addressing?
1: I think that if you're going to have a competition, um, and um, it, it, this is echoing the the the, uh, the thoughts of a lot of pundits and, and and people up and down the country, I think if you're going to have a competition, um, you've got to have the same rules in every game. Now, whether or whether or not. VAR cost us two penalties on Saturday um, I think that if you've got a game where it gives a penalty it just completely disrupts the the, the thoughts of people it, it, it puts the, the, the integrity of the competition into into question and in fact it, it puts these questions on a podcast like this now let's just say we scored those two penalties um, we wouldn't have gone for extra time, we probably would have won what 4-2 in normal time, um, and you know we might have been a bit bit more positive because you know scraping a three two against Hull um, after extra time, as Mitch said, the team nineteenth in the championship doesn't look a great result. But I think sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture. And um, ironically, is the fella that did not give the penalties on VAR this weekend for us. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a real it's a real talking point, and um, it's it's a tough one,
0: mate. I was quite shocked, actually, when we were listening to the commentary. Um, there was um, a, a, point, a, a fact put out that we've actually, in the last six years, we've gone out in the third round four times. Um, I often think that, you know, sometimes I, I like to wash this stuff from my memory. I think that's why I don't remember it. Because, um, you know, once we move on from a manager, put it puts bed to look at. But an actual fact, you know, to get through, um, actually is against odds, really. The last six years, more often than not, we've been going out, um, and so you know. And over the years, we've, we've seen us go out to, to some really bad sides: Reading, Shrewsbys, uh, you know, Liverpool, the, Liverpool the... under 18s teams Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's <laughs> examples there. I often think, just get it won, you know, and, and whoever you play against, it doesn't really matter. We always make it a meal of it anyway. But that's what I quite like about the cup. But, you know, it is that you know the magic of the cup. You know, anyone can beat anyone on the day. You know, you look at Arsenal, look at Arsenal with. Yeah, the next, very next day next...
2: was a good game. game that as well, wasn't it, Mitch? I know you were, you were watching with a keen eye for some that to being linked to it, weren't you? Yeah, well, I so... definitely. That, uh, that Brennan Johnson down the right, thought the right back was good. Good him,
0: good him. really yeah, good.
2: Looked a play at him, um, the right back I thought was that good. And um, he was the lad in midfield, we've been linked to it as well. Garner. Garner, him, he looked, yeah. looked decent. And actually fought the lad up front as well, to be fair. Done well for 70 minutes. I believe he's a widow lad
0: as well. Garner. Uh, I know he's a yeah. United but I believe he's a widow lad as well, so he's not a million miles away from... Yeah, they had some good players. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? I, I
1: sat... I sat. Near, my, my dad came round to watch a game, and I sat in my lounge, um, and I said to dad after each time, I said, look, we've got the job done. We've just got to win. You know, you're in the next round. It, that's the cup. And he said, it's the, that, that, that's the same as the league, mate. You've got to fucking win. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely spot on there. You uh, are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so look, I'm not taking any shine off it, as you say. Which um, we're in the we're in the um, in well we're in the hat. We got Brentford at home, uh, which I'm sure we'll be at, and uh, it's not the end of the world that draw. I don't think so.
0: No, no, certainly not a bit of revenge is due I think as well after a bit of a, a tricky tie Brentford. Brentford. Um, standouts. Um, I mean, I'll start. Gordon and Gray. Um, Can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, some people thrive in adversity, don't they? And these two lads, for me, uh, you know, one's been through the mill. You know, he's not really worked out for them for whatever reason. Really highly thought of, goes away to Germany. He's probably unlucky to to, to have gone to a team where Mitch studies and, and they have got some really good wingers in Leverkusen. Um, and you know, he's come back and he's thriving, isn't he? And Gordon, really, he's much younger, but you know, I think I've Sam's questions him again. Another player that's, that's thriving in adversity when things all the chips are down, everyone's written them off. He seems to come back with a bit of a bang,
1: yeah. Well, do you know what? I could probably scroll up through my messages that me and Mitch have sent to each other and they uh, it's probably before he went to Leverkusen, Mitch, and we said that Damari Gray's a baller. And yeah. when he came to Everton and started bagging, we texted each other, did we not? And said yeah. we, we knew he wanted him. We knew yeah. he wanted. Him. So it- uh, you know, I don't think that lad. If we let's 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 put it um, let's spin it around and say, what did we pay for a Let's just say twenty-eight million. If we'd spent that on Damari Gray, we'd all be thinking bargain of the century.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. How yeah. much? One point seven million was it?
0: Yeah, an absolute steal. Absolute yeah. steal. Really? Yeah, yeah he has been superb, mate.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you 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 which think, and you, Mitch, but I'd say he's probably been our player of the year to this point. Yeah, well,
0: I'd, I'd, I'd agree. And Gordon, uh, Mister one, you stood by all along, and and so he's really thriving now, isn't he? he really seems like he's got kind of confidence
2: in him. The are yeah. opening. Oh, even when he first broke through into the team, and certain players, you can, you know, you just think straight away he's got something about him. And I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Wayne Rooney or Barkley and that, but when they came through, that's what I felt like with Gordon. I thought, you know what, he's got something about him, and even just he's had a run in the team now. Look at him now. I mean, he's he's going to get better and better and. I think now he's actually starting to add goals and assists, which that was probably the one thing, like, I mean, He was just just weren't quite getting there, was he? You know, with with the um, he had chances and and sort of like balls across the, the box.
3: <coughs> now
2: he's gonna add that. I, honest to God, mate. I think this guy's the limit for him. You can you he can he can be be brilliant, Mike, for us, definitely.
0: know another young lad that got on there as well, uh Mike, he was uh, was was Dobbin. Um, bit of pace on him, wasn't he? Yeah. Obviously, obviously sure. up in the air. Do you know what? Uh, I think it'd be a travesty if we don't
1: at least tie him down to a to a few years. Um, if we if we if we take everything out of what we're saying there, that he's got on in a cup tie against Hull. If, you, if if you look at the bigger picture, there's not that many more talented lads than than him in our in our squads in his position. Um, you look at Gordon uh, uh, with what Mitch said, and he said he's burst on the scene. What's done him good? is a run in the team. And I think we're in a position now where Dobbin could get a run in the team and it's only going to make your confidence grow and it's only going to make him grow as a player. Yeah. you think it's yeah. a bit of
0: a shame, Mikey, on that? That you Obviously, we've had a lot of injuries, haven't we? Almost yeah. now, it's like we're saying this, and Calvary and, and Richardson, Townsend are all back. Do you think Rafa's missed a bit, a bit of an opportunity there, maybe giving them more time when then
1: players have been out? <sighs> from a fan's perspective, yes. Um, you know, I think when we've seen him come on, um, he was lively against Chelsea, wasn't he? Um, I can't remember what game he came on at home, um, but it was it was early on in the season and he looked lively. And he, he looked lively on Saturday. But I guess from a manager's perspective, look, I... We'll talk about Rafa maybe later, um, but it's a big gamble to take on a young lad that's got absolutely no experience of. He's not even. it's not. He's not like Sims. Sims has been on loan to Blackpool. You know, he's not like one of those young lads that have, have gone away on loan. He's 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 green. He's greener than the grass. Um, while he's looked lively, would he look good for ninety minutes? I guess yeah. that's that's playing devil's
0: advocate there, mate. Yeah. yeah, well, it's interesting, was it? I know this. Um, I listened to Michael Branch talk about some of the younger players, um, and talk about. sorry, not Michael Branch. Um, uh, Michael Ball talked about some of the, the younger players that when he when he was there, and you know, he talked about maybe Michael Branch, uh, Danny Casamattri, um Francis Jeffers. You know, they, they were often thrown in quite young. Um, and certainly growing up for me, I always not starting, but I remember, you know, having that kind of young lad coming on. You know, we had James Vaughan, Victor Alec Chavy, that all came on and lifted the crowd for that 10 minutes, you know, towards the end of the game.
3: Um, yeah,
0: I think which the, the problem with our fan base at the moment, and look, I might get
1: a few pelters for this, but I know uh, the County Road Bobblers web uh, Twitter page took a hiatus but got dr- drawn back in. <laughs> last night through the uh, but it's been a toxic place at the moment and I see when Sim started against Chelsea people are calling him Shelley after 10 minutes no you know that's one of the Mika Lenko the other day mate yeah exa- do you know what Mitch that was exactly what I was going to say next yeah alright he had the dodgy start but he was sound for the next 9500 minutes wasn't he
2: you know he. Tra- I think he trained once in 15 days and he just he just played under twenty minutes like it was not. Know what I mean?
1: And, yeah. and it, it, this to me is the biggest problem that we're facing at the moment is, I think we're all so like beat down and like you know like a wounded dog in a corner that's going to attack and we're just <laughs> going to attack the thing that's there. Uh, yeah. if someone makes a mistake, we're going to jump on them. It doesn't, even it doesn't
2: if not take much, it, does it?
1: No, it really like honestly lads I mean I look back at some of the tweets I send during the course of a game and I think Jesus Christ I'm embarrassed by that yeah. because the next day I'm calling out people that have sent those tweets you yeah. know and ugh, I don't know it's it, it's a difficult difficult it's like you know living in a shark tank as a goldfish being <laughs> being an, a youngster coming through the Everton ranks at the moment
0: mm-hmm. isn't it? well well I mean, talking of that. I mean, we've had obviously Lucas Dean. We'll, we'll come on to Luca Dean, um, and uh, you know, I think it's weird because at some stage, some, and sometimes we're writing players off, and other times we're we'll, we overly faithful to players. Now, um, I think Lucas Dean's been an excellent buy. I thought one of the hardest things that maybe we had as a club was to replace like Um, You know, I think Luca Dean certainly has a real green spot for us. You know, really done well. Um, I don't think his form's dropped off as much as some people over the last 12 months. But I think I've said this to you, Mitch, a couple of times about I really wouldn't be that asked if we lose some of this coming batch of players. Because for me, it's been the most vanilla era of my lifetime supporting Everton. Where far Richie, probably, um, Calvert-Lewin, I-, I feel totally detached at times to most of the squad. Luca yeah. Was it have been good to losing Leighton Baines? I would have been devastated. I'm a good to lose losing Luke Dean. Mm. Yeah, a good player, but I kind of understand the logic. 29. You know, if you take our emotions out of it, you know, he's done a job for three years. If you look at his, his history, you know, he's tended to only stay two, three years at most clubs he's been at, 12 yeah. months, moved on. Um I think he's have maybe served this purpose and we're getting, you know, potentially Patterson and, and Michalenko. But is it time for a new era? Are we being too faithful? So sometimes, you know, on, on one hand we're giving all these new players not a lot of seconds to bet in and the other hand we're giving some of the, the players that maybe are moving on at the right time too much you know, credit. What do you think, Mitch? you think that, that that's the case? or? Uh, yeah, in
2: certain cases, definitely. Um. Going back there, yeah, I think, I, I'm similar to you, Rich, I think there's only been Rooney and Lukaku I was gutted about when they went. Anyone else, I, I'm not that, that bothered, to be honest. Um, I think he served his purpose with us, really. I think, like you say, we've done well out the deal. You've got, you know, you've got your two full-backs. I, I'm probably more happier with the right-back, I think that was a position we needed sorting for the last five years, and we finally sorted that out the money. You've got Mikalenko there, you've got Godfrey, you can play there. Niles and Concu to come back. So, I think we, we'll be fine anyway. Um, yeah, he, he's, yeah, I, I do think, going back to your, your original point there, with certain players, I think we can be, you know, they sort of stay past the sell-by day, don't they? Um, we've got one or two maybe there now, like that. Um, but at the end of the day, get rid of him, and we've got a few players in for it, so... I'm not
0: going to lose yeah. any people, over it? And it looks as though he's he's completed this move. So, yeah. all in, it appears as though it's £28 million. Um, Obviously, 23, was it, Mitch, with 5000000 million add-ons? Uh, that's what I read, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the people that don't want to lose Lucas Dean will tell us that it's 12000000 Um, million. I'm sure yeah. the ones that, you know, not, it kind of, you see him will report differently. We always get this on Twitter, people polarise stuff. Uh, but, um, like you say, you know, we come away... Couple of good players, um, Mikey. I mean, Luca Dean, good player, hasn't he? You know, are you, are you, what, are you, where are you at? Are you, you know, we all we all been in these relationships, haven't we? Uh, where, you know, when growing up. You get with a girl, you know, you, you finish with them, and it just it's natural, you know. You're not really that good, so it's, it's kind of the time to move on. They move on. You're not really bitter about it, uh, but you know, I, I suppose there's some online that you, it looks as though they split up with their like future wife. Where do you
1: where are you in? All the birds I've ever split up with a devo to break up with me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Listen.
0: It, sure, the <laughs> <that's> it, <sure. laughs>
1: I um I've got to admit, um what Mitch just said is has echoed everything that I've just said. Um what the, the, the only way I could maybe try and put my own spin on it is Luca Dean was a, a fantastic transition from Leighton Baines. A fantastic transition. Um, he was Leighton Baines Junior. Now, for me, uh, I, I I started watching Everton in 1991. Leighton Baines is my favourite ever Everton player. So it was always going to be a big boost to Phil. Um, but he did it well. And um, but as Mitch said, the, the 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 new lad we've got in Konku. And actually, I'm gonna I might get pelters for this on Twitter later. Ben Godfrey was a better left back than Luca Dean ever was. The only thing he couldn't do was deliver the ball, like he, would, he could. I think well, Ben Goffrey's
2: a better left back than centre half at the minute. Mitch, that's
1: exactly yeah. And you know. if, if you're gonna if you're gonna play in a team like we're playing now with Rafa Benitez, let's just say, and I'm, uh, we're on Zoom now, everyone on the podcast, and so doing inverted commas, defensive tactics. Ben Godfrey's miles better at that than Luca Dean. Well,
0: to uh, so just try, rather than calling them the new lads as well, we're going to start calling them Mickey Lenko. Um well, so yeah. like, Sounds like he's from uh, a, <laughs> 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 sounds like he's from by the ground, or Mickey Lenko. It, should, call him, should we not call him, Mikey Lenko? <laughs> 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 just for you. Um, uh, I I agree with with, with both of you there. You know, yeah, echo your sentiments totally. You know, I think for me, it's the right time for him to move on. You know, we're we're getting a better deal out of it. Um, He's he for me. Sometimes I think that all his mates have been telling him that he's better than the relationship that he's in. Um, It might be his agents, might be other people around him. He's expected for the Champions League club to come knocking. Um, No one's really turned up. Maybe he thought Chelsea were gonna. We're going to go all in for him, that's not really happened. He's going to end up at Villa now. I think Villa are doing really well actually as a club. Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, past that the, the new manager bump, um, you know, if they can sustain that. I think the the three points ahead of us with a game in hand or not too too much distant from where, where, where we are at the moment. So, it'll be interesting to see if that goes on for 12 months, two years, and where that goes. Uh, but for me, it looks as though he's now just scraping rounds and, and Villa have, have gotten a bit of money there. Rich owners, they've come in, took him. Don't think that's where he wanted to end up. Um so uh,
2: yeah, I yeah, you know, I think the other thing with there's the World Cup coming up, isn't there? So yeah. he's just gonna want to play. What? Yeah, he's just gonna to want to play, and you know, the only two clubs that really come in for him was Newcastle and Villa, really, wasn't it? Um,
0: well, yeah. you know. If you look at this, uh the, like we said about the new era as well, look at that back line, Mitch. I you know we were speaking about it the other day, but all under 23 now. Mm. Patterson, who's six foot two, big lads, athletic lads. Or can do you can do the 38. But my biggest bug there, I'm just just while this reminds me, is that I think a back line essentially should be pretty much available every week. Yeah, you shouldn't really be chopping and changing a back line. Mm. I want to see the same four. You know, occasionally we'll lose a player for suspensions and all that. But for me, our biggest problem, and the backline's one place he just needs drilling and it needs to be the same people every week. And also, which just to echo that, it's your
1: centre halves that you need playing yeah. in week out.
0: Well, look, look, look at that back line, Mikey. We've got Coleman. You know, God, God, love him. You know, Coleman's been a great sign, and again, yeah, prob- probably being asked to do too much for where he's at now. Um, and you know he. The best will in the world, you know, he can only do so much. Obviously, every time he goes away to the international duty, he's away, he's out for, for two three weeks, so that shuffles that right side. Luca Dean's prone to the old hamstring here and there, the odd double yellow, or the you know, the red couple of red cards. We've got Mina that, that, that's in and out, um, you know, on a regular occurrence, uh, and then it always just ends up being the one player out of the four that's available all the time. So, whether that be, be Godfrey or Holgate or Keane. More often than not ends up being the mainstay, and then that back force shuffling every single week. And I don't think it's any any, any you know surprise that we've been conceding so many goals. Um well, so for, you know, getting Patterson in six foot two, big, athletic, lads, 38 games, probably be available. I know that you know, obviously he's not done that at present, but he's got the athletical ability to do it. Uh, Mikey the Lenko, um, again, I think. <laughs> Six 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 foot one, athletic lads, just won a title. Looks like he can he can cut the mustard week in week out. Um, Yara Branfweis. Uh, I know he's picked up a bit of a knock about, so probably not the best example. But Godfrey as well. And then we've got Welsh coming through. You know, this is a new era of players, and we need to somehow find consistency in that back line. Do you know what, mate? I'm all for investing. This is this
1: is touching back slightly. Just just putting in just about Luca Dean going, you know, or um, he's what do you say? 29 now, which is he to 20.
2: 29,
0: yeah,
1: in the summer, so,
2: yeah, in July.
1: So, it says we've got 25 million plus add-ons for him. That is the type of signing that we have absolutely destroyed ourselves making. You know, yes, is he a good player? Undoubtedly but he's not going to go on for that long. I'm all for investing in youth. And I think that um, two lively new young fullbacks is exactly what we need. And I also think that Ben Godfrey can, me and you play centre-half, which we know what, you know, I'm not saying we play Premier League, but, you know, we'd have been sent off every week, wouldn't we? But, um, you know, Ben Godfrey needs to play alongside a leader and he looks great when he plays alongside Yeri Mina. So, yeah. unfortunately for us, Yerry Mina's made out of Play Doh. Um, so, I, I would say that's one of the areas we need. We need a good, solid leader
0: at centre half. It's just a shame, isn't it? Because I, I think we've bought Keane, believing that he, you know, from Burnley, believing he was going to be that steel centre half, you know, again, trying to replace Phil Jagielka. Uh, and it's just not, for whatever reason, it's just not worked out for them as a bike. It's not, no, look, well, do, do, do you know what? And
1: the, the, the sad thing it, it, it's it's a few years too late because Phil Jagielka would have been the perfect center half in this team yeah. to play alongside someone like Ben Godfrey. Because Phil Jagielka, I mean. I didn't watch the team in the 80s. And I watched that. I grew up on, you know, Dave Watson, Richard Goff. Richard Goff, everyone thought he was shite when we signed him. What a bloody player. 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, mate. But you know what? He couldn't run. He could barely lift his legs up. But he was still fucking class. Yeah. yeah. And that, that that is exactly what we need in our back four now.
2: But like it- someone to organise it all as well. You know, like, yeah. organised the, the, the defence, like, talking to everyone. You know, even, like, to Davey Weir, players like that. Do you know what, Mitch? Oh, my God, you've just, just... Me and you are on form tonight, mate. You've just taken a bit. <laughs> what
1: about you, Mitch? Are your boots still dusty, or are you too fancy a game?
0: Uh, well, yeah. yeah. The last time we played, we <laughs> played with Deacon and Talk up and the lads. But two halves, <laughs> I mean, two, two that me and Mitch have put we have been given dogs abuse on Twitter for... Uh, first of all, it was Johnny Evans when he left Man United. Uh, and I really wanted him, and I got a load of abuse for that. Now, um, now, no, but when before Leicester signed in, perfect, yeah, perfect. So at the time, everyone said no, another cast off, all that kind of stuff. Look what he's done with Leicester. Uh, Tiago Silva again, me and oh. Always got a load of abuse. Ah, See, oh, uh, was, was the one. one, he was the one. It's he just. He did- Did he or did he not win the Champions League with Chelsea? Well, yeah. And and to be fair, at the time, people say, well, he wouldn't have come to Everton. But I think there was definitely a strong link there. Ancelotti, obviously, when he first came in, Ancelotti was past him. You know, there were strong links that he could potentially look at Everton. Um, And and again, like you say, Mitch, what was it like? You know, he hasn't got the legs for the Premier League. Same with uh, Edison Cavani. But, you know, there you go. Hang on a minute. Where are Chelsea
1: in the Premier League this year? Oh, this race is crazy. I know. Uh, That's and it's like, well, it's still not they one of the first names on their team sheet.
0: Yeah. So talking about opinions and talking about Twitter, because it seems as though us that we'll just move into this now. Is that look for me, near or far, we are one. You know, whether you, I talk to some really fantastic blues right around the globe. You know, I oversee. Um, as part of my volunteer role, speaking to some of the, the fantastic blues in, in Europe. Um, Helga, Joe from Ireland, Helga, sorry, from, from Norway, Franco. Uh, blues right across the globe. up um, from over out from an island as well. Um, Likes of Lin from Malaysia. You know, some, some really good blues right across the globe. Uh, and then, we, you know, again, I mean, we've got Toffees from London who have asked us a question. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care where you're from. You're a blue, you're a blue. I'm a family. and well, that's as simple as it is for me. Um, Mikey, you've come across some of this, haven't you? Uh, and, you know, I'm going to ask you, how, how does it make you feel? Uh, you know, obviously explain your, your roots to Everton, which, you know, is, is strong learning really as well. So it, it's, it's possible yeah. people question it. Yeah, I mean, well,
1: I, 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 not that I need to, but what I'll do for you, which, because I love it, I'll explain me uh, I'll explain the reason I support Everton. My grandpa was a scouser, moved to the Wirral. Um my dad is from the Wirral. Um my dad moved down south but you know um during his teenage and early 20s went to every game. I was born down south, as you can tell from my beautiful accent. Uh, <laughs> and you know it, <laughs> It was a tough gig growing up in the 90s. You know, I'm talking 93, 94, 97, 98, when we were sh- shite, <laughs> like the now, you know. Um, and I had all my best mates were Man United fans, Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, Arsenal, Tottenham. Why the f- can I do you support them? And I just said, you don't understand. Um, and I, well, listen, everyone listening to this podcast, I met a group of lads um, in 2009 on a holiday in Kavos. Um, And there was a few of them there. And I was singing, if you know your history, uh, Pissed as a Tit on my own. And all these big Scouse lads, larger than life, came out and started singing it with me. And funnily enough, a few of them, we're in this chat now, and we've been mates for 12, 13 years. Um, now, as you said, which... Well, do you want me to use a prime example of this? And I know I was on the phone to him earlier, so, but I'm going to give him another shout-out, not that he needs any introduction. He's Astro. You know, Astro. <laughs> He's the other side of the world. Why the fucking hell would you support Everson? If you wanted any sanity
0: left in your life. <laughs> you know, I have myself that all the time, and, you know, I, I live a couple of miles from the ground, mate. So so <laughs> like you, you
1: Mitch, which you've been season ticket holders for years. Um, I've been a season ticket holder now since I moved back up north for five years. But me and my dad, if anyone wants to doubt our support, me and my dad used to get up at half five on a Saturday morning, and we used to drive from Sussex to Liverpool, watch us get beat 4-0 by Villa, and drive back the same day, and still get home in time for the match of the day. Um, you know, I'm not saying anyone's a bigger fan than anyone, but, you know, we loved the Blues then, we love the Blues now, and, sorry, my dog's trying to shag me.
0: <laughs> um
1: an accent, an accent, mate. Well, it's the only action I'm getting tonight. Um, <laughs> but you no, know, but I will say, um, anyone that, that's got an, a, an accent like me or a different accent to uh Dave and, and Mitch is don't be afraid to show your love for the blues and don't be a, don't be afraid to voice your opinion because it is heard and it's heard by proper blues and and um, these two in this, on this podcast with me now, who I've been absolutely best mates with for the last 12 years, um, who, are, who I've been through ups and downs with and they've looked after me and I've looked after them. You know, we're a family with the blues and your opinion should always be heard. Definitely. Uh, I'm Mikey, I've got
0: to echo that, you know, you're, you're top lads. Um, and that it doesn't matter anywhere you're from in the country, anywhere you're from in the world. If you're a blue, you're a blue, and that's the end of the, the conversation for me. You know, and I'll I'll pull anyone up on this. You know, you shouldn't matter. It shouldn't even come into question. And I mean, it's sad, really that you're having to explain yourself. Mm. I mean, you you are, you are a wool Mikey, but uh, you're the best type of wool. Uh, hey, I am <laughs> the biggest thickest wool knocking around. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, Mikey. Mikey. The, the clean scheme, banner. Um, wouldn't have happened without you. With the just given or the hard work that you've done around that, you had the knowledge, the you know the the the, the, the know-how to do the you know the fundraising sides, and I know that we spent hours on the phone each week trying to trying to scale things up. Mitch turns up, it, and um, you know to try and sort that out as well. But Mikey, look, hey, there the
1: bottom. place that runs the place. He's got. He's got the lovely face, the great beard, the guns. He's the—he needs to go. That's—he's the one you put in front of the cameras.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're the talker. I'm just the Robertson, you know, out of the
2: bubbles. I'm bringing—I'm bringing a calendar out next year, so uh, look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick, if it's naked,
1: I am. Just a bubble. What I do want to say is, um, I know that um, that's been put in the podcast because I I put a tweet out last week and it got a lot of traction on Twitter, and there was, you know, I can't name every single blue that said I'm from here and I'm from there and I go, but but just to name a few had. Um, someone from Cornwall that goes up and back in the day to watch the blues, someone from air in Scotland, Belfast in Ireland, you know, it was overwhelming the support that we got for, um, for the blues. And what, what I will say is I did have one guy from Belfast who was a, who was a red, um, and, you know, I like to be quite diplomatic about things. And he said, well, why do you give us a load of shit about coming from Norway, etc., etc.? And I said, look, at the end of the day, if you support a team, you support your team. I will never, ever question that. Um, but if you tell me that fucking Diego Jossa is better than Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you're a gobshite. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs>
0: No,
1: I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, Reds. I'm kidding. No, but there were a few Reds that as, as you would expect that commented on it. But my overwhelming um thanks go to um which Mitch um, and there's a few other uh, other of the bobbers. Greg was one of the first ones that I met, and you've all been fantastic. And I love meeting you boys for a beer before the game. And another thing that I love is that um Mitch, Mitch's dad, and my dad seem to be best
2: mates whenever they meet each other. Yeah, just, yeah. As soon as they see each other, they're just drawn to each other they? Anyway. Because uh, they talk about 1985, mate. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the good times.
0: Right, nice. of we put that to bed anyway because it came up and I didn't, I didn't like seeing you having to defend yourself, Mike. You're a top yeah, lad, cheers, a top Someone I respect, you know, one of my good friends. Um, and long may that continue, near or far. We are one, the blue family. Doesn't matter, right? We're going to go on to on the pitch matters again, or off the pitch matters, because Fabio uh, machinery seems to be quite the uh, the master meddler when it becomes when it when it comes to to Everton at the moment. And I suppose it's a, you know it, it is money. I get that. You know, he, he's building a stadium. Look. People have failed to deliver that. God knows how many times for Everton Football Club, we we know more than most um, about the false promises. The you know that ridiculous move to Kirby. Uh Good on the lads that that stopped that. Um, you know and, and stood up for, for, for every Evertonian to make sure that didn't happen. Um, but Mashiri, Rice, right, i all for Bramley. Bramley-Morphins going to be fantastic for the club. But in the short term, what's going on? You know, is he slightly misguided? Is he? You know, is he a football man? You know, what, what what's actually going on? Because we keep hearing about this kid, Janabuchin as well. He, you know, the agent of the shadows. There was the uh, the Bernard move that I believe that we, we doubled anyone else's price in terms of wages for them. Um, and that was, again, Kia his agents. Machiri brokers it. And, and it was, you know, what's that? Did you say Bernard? Bernard, yeah. Yeah, so Bernard when he came to Everton. So apparently Everton's offer was was way, way, way in above he was getting anywhere else. And obviously, you know, Kia broke with that move and through the spread There was the Wobi deal. A Woby was sat on a beach, uh, didn't do a medical. Uh, the, the deal for Sahar got pulled on Bram to say so, because uh, the price was was escalating somewhat. And all of a sudden uh Key Jarabuchi got in touch with um Farhad and, and all of a sudden broke the move for the We've had the, the James Rodriguez deal um where George Mendes um was the was the agent involved with, with Rodriguez and Keir Jarabuchin turned up at the Titanic and broken the deal for Machine again on huge wages. Um, all of a sudden, you know, you, you start to wonder about this relationship. You know, William that went to, to Arsenal was broken through through um again through Keir Jarabuchin. Uh, David Lewis. Another deal. There was a uh, Cedric that went there, another ridiculous deal, and the money and the figures seemed ridiculous for what they actually got. Everywhere that I see his name mentioned, we seem to see, you know, he's like the man in the shadows, but every single time it seems to leave us in a state. Um, what's good, you know, does Machini need to stop speaking to this fella? Is Machini the man to be making the football and decisions? Obviously, you've got El he, you know, I think we'll go on to him very shortly, but again, I believe that. The key is involved, you know. According to El Bobble, who we really do trust uh, when it comes to you know to information. Um, right, Mitch, on to yourself. What a first? I've come to Mikey. Then, what are your thoughts? You know, Brands obviously walked away. There's there's rumours of a new, uh, director of football. What's going on? Does does Michini need to take a step back?
2: Very much so, mate. I think he, he's the problem. He's the he's the main problem. Um, he certainly doesn't learn from from his mistakes. Um because he keeps doing the same the same thing each season He keeps putting his nose in, like you say there with signings, with his mates, his agents and that. Um I, I think he just needs to to just like you say, just stay in the background, just and which he does anyway, because you don't see him or hear from him. But just just keep your nose out and let the people let, let them, you know, the manager do his job and sign the players he wants and and all the, the rest of it. Like and like you say, he he's the problem for me. He's the problem. I understand he, you know, he's put a lot of money into it um, and he's delivering in the grounds, which I you know we're all made up about that, but we've lost our way, completely lost our way in the six years he's been there. it we've just we're getting worse and worse and until someone gets a grip of him or he, he like I say, he doesn't learn from his mistakes. I, you know you do worry, you do worry about us?
0: Mikey, he just just build on that as well. There's been plenty of talk about uh, a fan on the board at the moment, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, someone being elected there that they can actually have a word and, you know, and there's certainly been a lot of campaigns, the 27 campaign, the view from what Bulls were called for last night, uh, Francis Herbert, and, and, you know, if you know your history, his, his group on Facebook, all yeah. asking for better communications, for Machiri to to open his ears, uh, to listen to fans. Does he need to do that? Uh, or can he just carry on with his toy train set somewhere in monica listen mate this, this, you know I,
1: I appreciate what Mashiri's tried to do he's, he's, he's lashed loads of money uh, at the end of the day you can't polish a turd which is what we are at the moment but there's, there's, there's three things in this sort of situation you need to live and die by and they are standards leadership and discipline okay standards Let's, let, let's start with standards. Standards. Ten years ago, nine or eight years ago, wherever it was, Mashiw, started looking at us. The standards on the pitch were, okay, we were doing all right. You know, we had a solid foundation to build on. So what did he do? He, he looked at the, the next big thing, sacked Martinez and thought, Southampton are doing all right and they're shite. Let's get Ronald Koeman in. Oh, and, and, and who's done well at Leicester? Steve Walsh. Let's bring him in. As director of football, he was, he was the head scout. He wasn't the director of football. He was the head scout. Right, so there, there, there's your standards. The standards should be the standards that every single Everton player goes out on the pitch and plays for the crest on the front of the shirt. No ifs, buts or maybes. That is the absolute minimum that you get. Leadership. Well, that's fucking laughable, isn't it? I mean, if I asked you two, who's, in le- who's in the leadership of Everton Football Club, what would you say?
0: On the pitch, off the pitch, I don't see much. It,
1: exactly, right? The captain, as much as I love Seamus Coleman, has been hung out to dry uh, and, and off the pitch. It's a fucking joke. It's like X Factor. They're like, you're not through to the next round. You know, what we need to do is, is have a, 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 a set hierarchy in place. Where, I think it's quite clear, for touching on what Mitch has said, that Mashiri doesn't really know that much about footballing decisions. He's been great at it in his business and he's thrown money at it, but he doesn't really know what he's doing so what we need to do is get someone that knows about football and then you've got this oh in fact no sorry one more thing on leadership and I'm sure you're going to touch on this shortly which is sacking the director of football to give the manager total control of the transfers and then forcing a player on him that he has said no to three times is criminal And then the the third thing is discipline. Now, Everton Football Club are not disciplined on the training ground. And I've got someone that I know who is in and around the training ground, who I won't know any names, but I'm sure you know who they are, who said Finch Farm is a fucking joke. The boardroom is in disarray. And there is absolutely no one taking the reins of this club. Now, how can the discipline be put onto the pitch? Because the manager is now saying, well, I'm not in control of the transfers. You gave me control of the transfers. But now you're pushing a player we'll bring in shortly onto me. And I've said no to you three times. Standards, leadership, discipline. None of the three are going. I'm sorry I've blown my lid there, but that's what I think.
0: It sounds like you've been speaking to Astro from the second like Astro
1: uh, yeah. Do you know what, mate? I was on the phone for about 45 minutes early. <laughs> I can tell. I
2: can tell. What are you going to quote? Say macho Man at the end, then? Ooh, <laughs> <gasps> yeah!
1: <laughs> I know. What is it? Astro does. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but my, actually, which,
0: that's bang on, though, isn't it? It's bang it on. It is. And, and look, we, we laugh and we joke but football's everything to us you know it, it it makes us who we are it's our you know it's our community it's what we do every week you know when the pandemic struck um you know it took everything away from us our routines our you know our, our friends our, our you know the, the whole social gatherings, the faces that we see at the match every every single week um and you know that there's nothing we could do about that. And for me, at the moment, i feel helpless again because the, the stuff going on and, and we're seeing the same mistakes repeated over and over and over again. And it's Machiri, and, and, and you can't stop it. You know, and, and it doesn't appear as though anyone is speaking to him. Uh, the only time we get engagements from Machiri is when he texts his mate, Jim White, old Jim you know, on, on, on TalkSports and, and just gives him a bit of an update by a text. It it's not... Like- lift- when- do you know what that's like? That's getting your mate
1: to text your bird when you're out on a four-day bender, saying it'll be home soon. That's yeah. exactly the same thing. It's a think- joke. You can't get. You can't, there's not a third party involved in this. We need more fan engagement. It's yeah. and the thing that makes me sick to my stomach is there are platforms to do it. Like all you have to, all you have to look at is look. There might be X amount of people that listen to us tonight. There there are X amount of people that go on these spaces on on Twitter. Alan Myers as well. Everyone listens to him. You know, There's there's so many avenues the club could take. And then Marcel Brand's sacked. We found out 48 hours after
0: everyone fucking knew about it anyway. You know, you know what I think that, Mikey? I think it's a couple of things. You can't change culture overnight. I think the culture has been at Everton for decades. It will take a decade to, to change it. Um, I think that, that far and machine is that distant that somebody he's that interested. Um, you know, he wants to get to Bramley more, get that done, and and then we'll see what you know, we'll see what his intentions lie next. Obviously, uh, say, I, I think uh, that's it, a, it, get, get, that. he's cash. I think it's a bit disingenuous what I say there in terms of he has put money where his mouth is. I get that. You know, I think he is good, well-intentioned, you know, and genuinely think that he does once or or think that if he plows money in that, that he'll get a better effort at the football club. But for whatever reason, it's just not worked out. You look, in any walk of life, if things are going wrong, you can always put your hands up and someone will always help you. You know, whether that's in work, whether that's to a friend, you know, whether that's to your wife, you know, your, your, your family uh, or business, you know, and he's got that much money, that much connections, that I'm sure if he actually admitted that he just needs the right people in, whether they, you know, get go out there and let make the search extend further than L4, uh, get the best football people in available with experience of delivering, get the best commercial people that have got experience of scaling business up, doesn't have to be in football. And, you know, he's got the money, he's got the reach. We, we waste 28 million, as we mentioned before, on certain players. You know, we've wasted, you know, 50 million, 20 odd million here and there. That when you're the best people You're a stats man, you like a stat. Since he has been
1: in charge, now, forgive me, I don't know this number. How much money have we spent on conversation to managers?
0: I haven't got that number. I'm, 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 whilst I, you say I'm a stats man, I do value stats. Not necessarily stats focus myself, but I do value them. You know, I think he's got a, a part to play or, you know, some discount them. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're right again. You know, again, the, the amount of compensations maybe that we paid out or making mistakes. Um, so step back, get the right people in. If you can't do it yourself, then uh, let's find people that can um, you know, and that, that might be a fundamental change like, about the club at board level, and, and you start working your way down, but
1: can I just... can I can I just say then, because I know from my interactions on Twitter, um, you know, a lot of people think that Bill Kenwright's a massive problem at Everson Football Club at board level. Is that the case? Is he holding us back? Is he just grasping on for his last payday? Or is as he just thought, fuck me, this fellow's got no idea what he's doing? I'm gonna to have to try and at least put a pennies worth.
0: I never want to get personal with people. All I see is we need change. And and the way I see it, I don't, I don't, I don't care how that happens, who moves on. Uh, but for me, we're not delivering. Um, I say this all the time, but I'm 37 years of age. The last time, you know, our season's winner's trophy was 11. That's not good enough. Anyone that's been you involved said, in that... Said, bloody hell, you're getting old. Anyone, <laughs> anyone that's been involved in that, I'm not delivered. You know, for me, is it time to move on? I'd probably say yes. Like I mentioned with the with, with the, the first team before, about me not really caring about who moves on, who's sold, who's you know, I want a new leader new players, new enthusiasm, and we've not delivered. So for me, at D moving on yet, and I'll, I won't lose sleep of anyone moving on because we need to get back to where we should be. and um, If that means moving people on, let's do it. Yesterday, not tomorrow, not next week, not six months' time. Let's get people in that know what they're doing, who know how to deliver, and yesterday... Even for me, it's too late as a 37-year-old. Can I... um, So, you know what you're saying about
1: getting these people in, uh, chopping and changing, getting the people in that know what they're doing? For years, probably, after Kuban took over, we knew we were lumbered with a load of shit. So now Machiri's turn round and says to Benitez, this is your fucking job to get rid of all this shite. And now he's doing it. Now, I'm not for one minute saying that I can see Mitch give me a funny look there. Dina is not well, shite. was sorry. <laughs> oh, right. <Dina laughs> not shite, but Dina's is one of them players that we bought in in that era on big wages. Now, if Rafa Benitez... Flushes this squad down the toilet and brings in players like Michaleenko, Patterson, XXX, young talent that will build us for the future. Surely we've got to think that's actually a step in the right direction.
0: Well, look, this—it's like almost like you've seen my agenda in front of me, here, Mikey, as the host. But you, you leave me nicely onto my final question, which is. Rafa doesn't. If Rafa doesn't win uh, two games before the international break, will he be replaced? And who's the contenders? So that's my answer to your question, really. And and I'll explain why. Is that yeah? I actually do think that we're making the right moves. Uh, we are taking the, the the age down firstly in the squad. Um, like you say, Lukic Dean's on 120,000 pounds uh, a week. You know, I think that the two fullbacks probably are probably on less than that between them. Uh, we were offering big contracts to, to players, you know coming from, from the likes of Barcelona. Um but the big but is that if Rafa Benique says carries on and carries on being stubborn, will he actually get to see the fruits of his labour? I doubt that he will because he needs to step back, he needs to start addressing some of the issues that he knows that you know that are a problem. Um and he's been very stubborn at the moment. And if, it, if he carries on with a stubborn approach, then as Matt is asked here, you know, will he survive over two games? Um, I think he probably, I think that he probably will survive till the summer and then we'll reassess him again and it'll be a continued assessment. But just to ask for, for, for match question there, uh, just to build on that, Mikey, um, I, I'll come to you, Mitch, because uh, I know you've been quiet for a bit, is that if does, um doesn't win the next two games, do you think he'll be replaced?
2: Uh, and if he did, if he was replaced, who would you like to see come in? How would you answer this? Uh, <laughs> for me. I, I, I'm with you. I think he'll see it out to the summer. I, I don't think he'll. I think he, he's he's sort of invested a lot in in Benitez now, hasn't he? And I think he'll stick with him. Um, I, I do, yeah. Um, but if he did go, well, you know, I like I like uh, Frank Lampard. Um, he wasn't what you're going to say. I know
1: Do <laughs> <of trouble before. laughs> <laughs> you know what you, you? Right. So for anyone listening, we had a little chat before this, and which was saying to me, Mitch was going to say this. I've got it written down on me. Didn't expect that. Uh, Do you, you not, know? I was <laughs> going to say Ray Rooney.
0: I know Mitch has got a keen interest in Derby
1: at the moment, so. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not sure I can argue with 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 Frank Lampard.
2: But you know what I, it is, Mikey? Right. You know what? I just think now. I look at this new crop of managers. You look at Gerard, you look at Vieira, you look at Lampard, Rooney. He seems to be more up to date with the modern game. Yeah, I agree. Look, yeah I agree. Yeah, you look, you, you know, and you look at like the likes of Benitez and and you know we were more modern last <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've like they sort of had the day haven't they? And I just think, you know, he's a very intelligent fella. You know, plays plays good football, plays the young lads. Um. I think he was treated harshly at Chelsea, in all honesty. And I think he's got potential to be a real good manager. Um you know, and I, I think it I don't know. I, I I'm trying to come up with ways what's the way to go now with Everton. And do you, do you think, Mitch, that
1: Lampard would be one of those managers that would be like good without loads of money to spend? Because yeah. he did well with Chelsea without money and then spunk loads and was shy.
2: Do you know what, right? I, I don't even think... I don't think he was given enough time, personally, because he made all them silence, He spent a lot of money. You know, players are coming to a new league. Players are coming for big fees. You know, and there's an adaption, adapting period, isn't there, and stuff. And I think if he was just given... You know, don't forget, he got sacked after a win. You know,
0: and... Just to cut, 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 cut in, well, lads, uh, just to cut in, and I'll let you carry on the period of your about this. Do you think um, that... Is the right was on the wall for, for Lampard because obviously reading Angelotti's book, I wish I hadn't now. Uh, Angelotti talks about the Bramovich the was almost 12, 18 months ahead looking at the next manager. Um, you know, obviously had the transfer ban. Um so and he starts to sign the players like Werner, obviously Tuchel coming. in. Um, almost it's not inconceivable to to actually think that Tuchel might have been picking some of them players our uh, Lampard was always going to be there in the interim, and then it was never ever going to, you know, you know, he was never ever going to see three, five, seven years. It was all they were, were always looking for the next man as yeah. soon as he came in. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think these these owners, especially <clears throat> these billionaire owners, are looking for someone that will shield the bullets for them. Um, and I actually think that um, Mashiri's done that a few times because he's picked the wrong fella. Now, what Mitch has said about Lampard is is interesting because, actually, Mitch, when you look at uh, Lampard's tenure at Chelsea, he did have the transfer ban. Mm. He did have to rely on youth. And he did get... I mean, if you're going to fucking listen to someone about football, you're going to listen to Frank Lampard, aren't you? Yeah,
2: yeah. I watch, I watched um, I watched the interview with Gary Neville the overlap and he he's, he's spot on he, he's such an intelligent fella the way you know he comes across and he knows his stuff I just think you know and he's he, you know he's, he's looking for a job he's, got, he's not got a club at the minute has he and you know he, he said he wants to get back into management and, that, and I just think I just I don't I don't know I've just got a certain about him I I think I'd love Everton to go with that sort of route. is this is, is this
1: a realization? Excuse me, sorry, that we've tried to do what Man City and Chelsea have done by signing players on big wages and trying to push us up to the top of the table, and it's not worked. And now, if you look at our list of players, that are on big contracts. A lot of them are now coming to an end. Obviously, the Sigurdsson, thi- Sigurdsson thing is, is well-documented. Tosin, Delph, et cetera, et cetera. Is it time to now say, and this is me using you as an example, Mitch, go on, Frank, on you go. You've got Gordon, Bobbin, Sims, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison.
0: You know, go on, have a go with them. Yeah. Don't forget as well that we've had the two-year academy ban. So people forget about that sometimes uh, where, you know, obviously some sides have had the ability to bring in some youth players um, and then they've seen more through to the labour. So at times people say, who have we actually got coming through? But we've actually had that two-year academy ban there as well. Like Sir Johnson, we were actually looking when he was a lot younger. Um, There's been other players that we've looked and it's not really worked. So I think that there's definitely some merits in what both of you, as said, you know, I think Lampard is an interesting proposition. Um, the thing that I like about him personally, actually, Mitch, was that I know that we were very close to signing Kurt Zuma and uh, Reese James on, on a double deal. Um, obviously, yeah. Reese James is out on loan enough league. Yeah. You know what, as well, with? Wow. <laughs> Reese James
1: and Kurt Zuma, how much would <laughs> they improve our team now?
0: Well, exactly. Well, apparently, um, it was it was near enough done. He was out on loan at working. Um, obviously, Zuma uh, was was on loan and ourselves. Marcel Brands was negotiated a deal, and then Lampard. The first thing Lampard came in yeah. was he came in aware of the transfer ban. He said no players out. Well,
2: you know, um, you know, he, uh, he brought with uh, Chelsea, um, Silva, Thiago Silva. He said he yeah. says on that interview. He said like have, he had a lot of young centre-backs. And he wanted, He said when silver his name, came up, I was like, yeah, therefore go for him. He brought him to Chelsea. He brought Menzies to Chelsea, the keeper. Um, yeah. And he brought Chilwell. He said, Chilwell. I was like, he said, I always liked Chilwell. He brought him to... You know, so he can pick yeah. a player out. He can pick a player <laughs> out as well. Chilwell's so, not what you call
1: old in footballing terms either, is he He's still?
2: Mm-hmm. So, right... What I'm saying, Mikey, as well. You look at Mendy; he's like one of the best keepers in the world, you know. And you can't you know, argue. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe he can pick a player out as well. Right. I- I'm going to
0: be um, a-, a-, a kind of stern host here because we've got another few questions, and we are pushing on towards yeah. an hour, certainly Go now. On. Um, Mikey, first of all, Frank Lampard is that your choice as well as anyone else there?
1: Else, uh, just- do you know what, mate? I'm going to say no. Uh, what can I? This is going to be dead unpopular. I'm going to get pulses for this. But I think at the moment, in business, Rafa Benitez is what you call short term loss, long term gain. Rafa Benitez is the fall guy and he's going to cull our squad. He's going to get rid of the shit. And I think that he might sell one of our big three assets, which I would say is Jordan Pickford. Dominic Coward Lewin, Amit Charlison. One of them are going to go in the next. Now, after that, we'll reinvest in youth. And if it's not working, it'll get sacked. Maybe someone like Lampard will come in.
0: Two seconds, two seconds. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to amalgamate some of these questions. Brian Handigard said, Is it a smoke screen for Machiri to take the heat off the boards with Rafa Benitez? As a bit of a puppet design to take the plan attention away, um, and, you know, the financial issues, some of the issues that are going to happen over the next couple of years. So, as you've just been saying, we may sell one of our big three assets. Is Rafa is going to be the fall guy? Is that somehow, you know, is that, uh, building to Brian's question and just 100?
1: 100, he's, he's more thick skinned than Boris Johnson, the Tory wanker. Sorry. Uh, Rafa Benitez. He is so thick-skinned, um, it won't bother him. Uh, and I think that, you know, in the summer, if someone bids £80 million for Rich Richarlison, we are going to lap that up. What do you think,
2: Mitch? Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. agree with you 100%.
0: Um, so, uh, just moving on to the other question. Sorry, I think we're about, we're all right, we're just under an hour. Um, so, there's one more question uh, which is um, toffees in London, a good friends of ours. Um, make sure they get through if you're ever in London going to the away game. Uh, fantastic people, I believe it's an unbelievable public attempt to get there as the Bobblers very shortly, as soon as we can. Uh, but he says um why does says refuse to make all the substitutions Um why are the first
2: changes so late you Mitch, tell me. You, tell me? <laughs> you tell me i haven't got a clue've I that question every every week mate. I
0: know i said this to you last week when we were sat there on it on for me i think this is this this is my answer on it um, firstly I think he he's very very deep thinking um, at times he calls himself a master tactician and all this kind of stuff that, kind of, um, you know that, that fella on the training ground on tactics but right I think that he doesn't want to make a change sometimes until the other side has made a change he's very conscious about how that will change tactics uh, and I said this to you the other day Mitch I know you, you probably remember this at the game their side made a change, and I said it'll be at least five or ten minutes now till we make a change because he wants to see how that beds in. Yeah. he's constantly worried about how their formation or tactics change before he'll alter his. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like poker, isn't it? Just want to show his hands. Yeah. And then I mean, do
1: you know what, mate? I was, he, I was just about to say he is a—he's almost a like a react manager, not proactive. Rafa Benitez um, is from the old school of managers, like what me and uh, Mitch have said today, like um, Mourinho, Angelotti, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he sets a game up not to get beat, and he's very, very reactive. Uh, sorry, like he's very, very reactive in in what he does. Is if if Hollow bring on a let's let's say. We're three-two up. If Hull bring on a striker, he'll bring on a defender. Mm. Um, he'd rather not get beat
2: than win. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? that you know? Do you know the one time he actually done it and it and it it, it worked when we played Burnley at home and he set up with a back five. Where it wasn't working at all, and he changed it. He went the extra man in midfield, and we see what we've done second half.
1: Well, let 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 let's see how the extra man in midfield conversation goes with the cure this weekend eh? because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's spot on <isn't> it?
0: <laughs> so talking of the weekend, that addresses the questions. Uh, obviously, moving on to a couple of fixtures, but uh, every fixture seems to be tricky at the moment. But we've got knowledge of The revenge of Ricky Van will he sank us on the, the first day of the season. But um, well, I'm going to, as always, give sides um and then I'll let your comments uh, see if you would change it, what your thoughts are, um, whether you do it differently. So Pickford and Goal, for me, passes and gets his debut. Um, Yerimina, I believe, has been trained again, so let's bring him back in. We've missed that aggression. Uh, Godfrey, um, then we'll go across to, to Miki Uh He comes in at left back. Alan I know we've been trying out to previous the fields, but I'd i use Gordon with his intelligence to play slightly deeper and play as a ten, just because he's been in form. And then obviously Richardson is a, a rainbow. Richardson for me left, um, Gray right, and Dominic uh, Calvert-Lewin up front because again he's been training. What what are you, firstly, um, Mikey, what are your thoughts? Any changes there? Um.
1: It's 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 a really tough one, isn't it, mate? It's difficult to disagree with that, you know. I'm I'm a big big believer in the midfield three, so um, I'd probably go um, Pickford, Mike Lenko, left back, uh, Patson right back, Mina Godfrey centre halves, um, Alan Gomez, Decoré Gray, Townsend, Calvert Lewin.
0: Okay, so Gordon misses
1: out. Gordon misses out. And it's, it's nothing wrong that Gordon's done. Um, my, my main reason for that is just purely Premier League experience.
0: Fair enough. There we go. That's it. Uh, no, it's about Valor's opinion. And um, plenty have been crying out for that three fields Alan, to Kure Gomez. So I'm sure many people will be agreeing with you, that one. I've definitely seen that a few times online. Uh, Mitch, what about
2: yourself? Uh, what, what are you thinking around? How are you to approach it? Yeah, both them teams I'd be happy with. Um, I, I like the three in the field, as you know. But I think your team that like you said, which I'd probably, the only thing I'd change is I'd just swap Gray and because I think Gray's better down the left and Richardson better down the right. Um, wow. That's the only thing I'd, I'd do personally. But, you know, those three behind Calvert-Lewin, Gray, Gordon, Richarlison can all swap. You know, five minutes here, five minutes on the left, five minutes ten. So, but yeah, I think, I think the, the, uh, the, defense that you both said, for me, that has to be the back four because we've, we've been terrible at the back and, and get the two new lads in. We can't and, play five. We can't play five at the back, can we, Mitch? No, no, definitely not. I, I said to you earlier, which didn't I? it's actually, I actually feel quite tight on him, Kenny, because he's actually, since he's come into the teams, played well and, He's done okay. He's not let us down, and you know he's got two assists to his name. So, but I think we need Patterson in there to give us something different, um, especially going I forward.
1: I think you need Patterson in there just to. He's obviously, you know, we've signed this lad for, for a considerable amount of money from the the Scottish League. Yeah. You know, you need to you need to get him adjusted to Premier League football, don't you? He's
2: been playing Annie as well, so you know he's got to be <laughs> fit
1: do I, I, you know I've got mates that are Rangers fans and they said he's, he's a baller so
0: yeah looks oh, so he, he looks a lot he looks a good player athletic big lads you got all the tools let's throw him in there Um last one it was mentioned and we, we didn't really go on to it is uh, El Ghazi um, just for context 10 Premier League goals last season only one less than Manny, which surprised me uh, I, I didn't know that up until I, I actually started to have a bit of a look. It did really, really surprise me. and Also surprised me that he scored back goal against us, the killed into the corner. Yeah. Um, that was a belter as well, that. yeah. I know, I know, I know. Mitch, um, you first. Um Alghazi, yes or no? Do we need him, actually? Or you know, will he fit into the sea? Or fit, fit into the sea? Is he what we need? Or that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, I, I'd be honest, I, no, I don't, I don't think it's something that we need in this window. Um you, you've got Gray and Gordon who are in the form of the lives at the minute. Um Townsend to come back, you know, he's chomping at the bit, he even said it himself, uh but So I don't really think it's something that we need. Um obviously we need Stemford and elsewhere, but listen, if it's a loan deal, um you know he's a better option than a will be, isn't he? You know, in in, our, in my opinion anyway. But It's one of them. I I, when I seen 15 mil, I was like, What you know, and went off my head. I thought, No chance people paying that. But if it's a loan till the end of the season, it's an extra body, you know, he might come in at the ground running. You know, we've had players in the past come in January, haven't we? And um, you know, get get about four or five goals at the end of the season, help us out. So we'll see. I'll take him on loan, like, definitely,
0: Mikey
1: pretty much uh, echo what Mitch says. Um, 15 mil, no. If it's alone, five words. Is he better than Iwobi? And the <laughs> sixth word is yes. So, works for me. Good <laughs> squad player. On a line. five, 15 mil, get fucked.
0: Yeah. I'm amazed that after a few glasses of wine, you could still do that five-digit <laughs> thing and then add a sixth, because I couldn't... Um, Hey, mate, so, do you, do
1: you know what? I'm not even going to lie. When Mitch was talking, I was doing this behind me. <laughs>
0: behind the camera. <laughs> that's, what, that's why we say, we have our, our people say to us, why don't we do it like a, a visual one? You know, why don't we, we do a YouTube channel? Uh, but simply because we get twatted behind the scenes um, and you wouldn't want to see us by the time it gets to the the end of the podcast Um Plus, my, I, my dog's been shagging my arm for about half the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, fantastic right, uh, as always Mikey a pleasure to have you back and I'm sure you'll be back again and again and some more um,
1: like, lads, let me say one thing I feel like a new man I've got a lot off my chest tonight my birds <laughs> in my head <laughs> Because I'm human, <laughs> Everson, and that's just the way it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of professional podcasts out there, and, and look, I listen, I listen to most of them, but I think I like to think that ours has got a bit of a twist. It started with me and Mitch chatting a bar, in, you know, a bar having a bit of a few pints and just just deciding to, to blow up some steam. Hey, Mitch, hey, when I used to there, uh, when I used to do those
1: match reports, I was sat in my car on my lunch break on my phone.
0: During yeah, it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's always been a source of therapy. We do things slightly different, so we tend to have a few drinks. You know, it tends to have the feel of being in a barbers, and and that's just the way it is. um But I've got a bit of a song with a bit of a difference today. um This is a song by farad Machine. I'm going slightly mad. Sorry, uh, by Queen. I'm going slightly oh, mad. Yeah, really. um, yeah. and, uh, sorry, I just thought that was We uh, just sang the song. Uh, And thank you for listening, as always. Um, Hopefully you'll be back next week and the week after. The numbers continue to grow somehow. Thank you for listening, and bye for now.
3: Inside temperature rises, and the meaning is oh so clear. One thousand and one yellow daffodils begin to dance in front of you, oh dear. Are they trying to tell you something? You're missing that one final screw. You're simply not in the pink, my dear. To be honest you haven't got a clue I'm going slightly mad I'm going slightly mad It finally happened, happened It finally happened, oh It finally happened I'm slightly mad Oh dear <laughs> I'm one card short of a full deck I'm not quite the shilling One wave short of a shipwreck I'm not my usual top billing. Coming down with a fever I'm ready out to see This kettle is boiling over I think I'm a banana tree